Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right. Uh, show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, whatever it may be. They'll get you the right insurance, the best price. They'll take care of those policies for you all the way through. Constant updates. All at Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and Sunbury. They're going to save you money, too. All at Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street, and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great new inventory. Best in pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. By the way, on the um, Olympics for a moment, do you realize I was checking through the basketball schedule? A lot of the U.S. basketball schedules on Peacock. Ah. Oh. Exactly. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not subscribing to it. I don't want it. <laughs> Come on I'm now. Not. Why why should I why should I pay money for something that Exactly. I'm already paying good enough money for the cable. Exactly. You can't put it on NBCSN, USA, CNBC. Exactly. Come on. There's actually some there's actually some basketball games on NBC Sports Net that are like other countries. <laughs> That's atrocious. Really? That is really? absolutely atrocious. I can see the other countries. That's not as good basketball. Oh yeah, yeah, right. But now yeah. but but I have to subscribe to watch my home country. That's great. Um, yeah. Thanks, NBC. Like I said, well, I mean, it's business, but just because it's your business doesn't mean it has to match up with my business. Simple as that. But I was going through the schedule, and I thought, well, you know, let's see. Because I watched a little bit of the Spain game last night, which um, um, the US, when I was watching, the U.S. wasn't playing well. Um, also wasn't the greatest broadcast on the face of the earth either, but that's another story. Um, but um, uh, like, oh, well, let's see when the U.S. is playing. And I'm going through. It's like Peacock, Peacock. Peacock. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Is this no, just for the group stage? Yeah. Okay. All right. As long as if it's if it's if it were the quarterfinals and such, then I'd really have a problem. But at least it's just the group stage. Yeah, I don't know how they're handling. Um, I don't know how they're handling the um, um, 
the final part of it. I have no idea. Do not know. So. But I was going through it like, Pico? the heck? Really? I'm like, well, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh, talk some Penn State football now. Um, and they won't be on Peacock. And trying to bring in fresh off a couple of uh, birdies at uh, Royal St. George's. Uh, is Nate Bowers, sir. Uh, let's uh, get Nate all lined up here and go from there. But that is, uh, as you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bauer is golfer extraordinaire. Now, it sounds good. Maybe he's not playing as well of late. But but we need to get him in there and talk a little Penn State football. But before we do that, we do have to get, you know, like I said, I think he was at the British Open. I don't know if he was or not. We'll find out. Um, So bad at golf right now it my heart hurts that's how bad it is uh what you know it's killing me right now it's my driver it's been yep. it's been a problem uh, i mean i've talked about it I, I i don't get it i've been able to drive the ball no problem not maybe it not be accurately but step up and hit it yeah i've been hitting too many makeup shots to get myself back in the holes hoping my wedge will bail me out so, yeah that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Is you just you're you're sacrificing shots before you even are near the green, and the green is going to do so much to you. It's just it's not good. And you know, it's the it's the middle of the summer, and that's kind of what happens. Hopefully, we'll have an upswing here in in August and, and September. But you know, yeah, th- things are things are not looking good for the handicap. We're gonna we're I might have to flip the page to uh twenty twenty two. Well I, I gotta find something because because Jack and I are playing uh Sunny Hen on the third. Oh uh, you're done. Yeah. Uh, and then thirty first we're playing at Chartiers. So <laughs> I better find yeah. something here. <laughs> yeah. A, a good, a good caddy and a swing instructor. Oh, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal a swing instructor. I'm gonna do that because right now, uh, right now, if I bunt, I'm doing fine. All right, so, <laughs> all right, um, so let's get to you know, obviously, an opportunity to talk with James. Um, in building this roster to get to this season, and that was all when John Jansen on Sirius last week, and John asked me about transfers. I said, look, I said, I view the transfer portal the way I do. I use basketball experience. Uh, it, it's a way of keeping your team older by yep. making the right choices. Has, yep. has James felt that way about the, the transfers he brought in? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, think, I think yes. I mean, I don't know if he has said that specifically, but I don't think that there's any question that they look at the guys that they brought in, you know, over the off season and, uh, you know, across the board, like like what they see, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, particularly uh, AK, Arnold Ebicady, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
this guy's a pro. Yeah, uh, he's really good. Right? So, so you lost a pro, two pros, and got one without really having to do anything. Right. Um, and, and you know, given what else they have at the position, I mean, I think that there's a lot of excitement for Adisa Isaac, but... Um, you, you know, that's, that's a position where if you can add someone like that, it, it can be a huge and dramatic difference in how your defense is able to play through the season. So it'll, right? it'll make a difference as to how Adisa plays because if Arnold yep. isn't over there, you might be inclined offensively to double him and yep. chip him. Now, if he's over there with AK... Now it changes your thought process as to how you want to approach it, which opens it up for one or the other. Yep. So it's, it's, it's double trouble in a lot of ways. Um, you know, um, Congo, they call him, right? Eric Tangelo. Uh, yep. Right? He's, he's a guy that does a lot of the same things, right? I mean, you, you lose Antonio Shelton, uh, and now P.J. Mustafer is able to slide over to the nose. And, you know, you just – the being a, having this option, and I, I mean, I think that it's one of those things where uh, James Franklin probably wants a shower after it happens, right? Like, I, I, knowing the purist and the college football yes. that he loves and knows, I don't think he loves what's happening in in the sport and the game and college athletics, all, all of those things, but. You better be able to adapt. You better be able to, to to take what's happening, whether you like it or not, and make the most of it. And you know those additions do that in a lot of ways. And then the, the other guys that I want to mention is Johnny Dixon on defense. Uh, you know, I uh, think Dixon gives them a lot of options in the secondary, and I think he's he's one of many reasons that allowed them to do whatever they want with Keaton Ellis and do what they want correct. with Marquise Wilson. Correct. And, 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 you know, this is funny, Steve, because it's a topic that I've been thinking a lot about lately. And I'm curious to know your thoughts, but it feels like they have had to do a lot of putting, right? You want to put your best 11 players on the field. Okay. That's the, that's the baseline. That's right. But there are times where your best 11 on the field don't necessarily play in their best positions. Uh, and and that has been kind of a common theme I feel like you've seen over the last few years where you have guys who don't they are really really good and and they're they are versatile enough to be able to do things better than the next best option right I'm thinking of Jaquan Brisker last yeah, year last year right right like uh, uh, I'm thinking of PJ Mustafer. Mm-hmm. Guys who who aren't necessarily in their best spot, but they're still the best option uh, than than whoever's next on the depth chart in that specific position. Well, having as many ready to play guys as they do right now, who are as versatile as they are right now, right. Allows you to, to mix and match and get the not only your best eleven on the field, but have those those eleven best be in their best position. Right, and and uh, I'll give everybody an example of what he's talking about. Go back to the first year that James was here, where they had what six off six scholarship offensive linemen, four or five, whatever the number was. Yep. They were getting ready to play Ohio State, and Donovan Smith got hurt. All right, so instead of taking your second-string offensive tackle on the left side and moving him up, 
No, they had to take Angelo Mangiro and move him. Uh, yep. They had to move guys all over the place to make this thing work, and then Wendy Laurent was the one guy that got inserted at center because they had to go with the five best offensive linemen they had. Maybe not, you know, not maybe the five best guys at each position, but the five best they had that were their best options. And see, that's the difference with what you're talking about with this defense. With Tangelo, for example, he's now in his best spot. I think Brandon Smith is now in his best spot. Yep. Uh, Mustafer is in his best spot. Brisker's in his best spot. I mean, I think that's what you're you're hinting at and talking about. Yep. Yep, for sure. And, and Jesse Lucada, right? I mean, Jesse Lucada, yeah. Guys who, who were not, they, you had to have them on the field. They're too good to not be on the field. But you, you had to, because of the way that things transpired last year with some of the absences and, uh, you know, obviously Michael Parsons, right? Like, it, it just, it upends what you're trying to do and what your plan is. Um, but, but to have had the time to have had, had um, you, you know, the spring and this summer, you can come up with a coherent plan. And and I'm not saying that stuff's not going to happen. Somebody always gets injured in preseason practice. Knock on wood, uh, you know, for those guys' sake, it doesn't. But th- there's always adjustments that have to be made. But when you when you look at what's on paper with this group, uh, defensively and offensively, mm-hmm. you, you, just, you just have the right pieces uh, to be able to withstand some of that stuff. And, and that's that's important in all this. That's why you know, we talk about the great job in the recruiting aspect of identifying fit for what you want for your future roster, both personality-wise and athletically. Yep. I think they did a great job in the offseason of finding that among veterans. Like, okay, what do we need who fits? And I think, based on watching spring practice, Nate, I think they did that and found it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I totally agree. I, look, I think that the, if I'm looking at question spots on this team that that were not resolved in the transfer portal, uh, it's quarterback yep. and it's been wide receiver. Yep. Um, you know, maybe a linebacker, you know, adding to it. But generally speaking, they were able to, to get who and what they needed uh, in, in very – you know, specific ways, right? I mean, you're you're able to be a little bit choosy uh, in some instances and not in others. And so, you know, I I just I think that obviously they would love to eat. Like the quarterback is is its own show, right? Yeah, like, no doubt. <laughs> like uh, Sean Clifford is it this season, and and not to put so much on him, but it just his performance is crucial to how this team plays uh, this season because if he's not on the field Mm -hmm. the guys that are behind him not to take anything away from them they're so young these guys are so young and they have no experience so it's not that you you think that they're going to play poorly uh, and take Juan Roberson obviously and Christian Bayou but you just don't have any idea you have no concept of what you have there uh, and then at wide receiver, I mean, I think that you've got a little bit of the same situation in that you just you just lack guys who are proven, guys guys who have guys who have shown it at this level, um, and and even even if it's not at when I say this level, I mean the Big Ten, but you know maybe it's a MAC team, right? Like there are there are many options where you can find a player who has done it before. It's on the stat sheet. Uh, they just 
They don't really have that after Jahan Dotson. Uh, Parker Washington, you can make the argument, but obviously these guys are still young too. Right. Um, and so that that you know yeah. those are those are maybe two areas where it, where they weren't successful, but overall. It, at no least, doubt. at least a wide receiver. I can look at a couple of possibilities in a recruiting class that I think deserve a long look. Uh, sure. I think that's you know that's the big difference between wide receiver and quarterback. That sure. you you got a couple and, and look the further away you are from the ball, the quicker you can get, you can make your your impact on what's going on. What's yep. go, what I'm going to find interesting in years to come is going to be the ability to schedule because I want to see because I'm seeing some of this in basketball right now. The low major teams want the money, but the coaches are not enamored with showing off their talent because of yeah. the transfer portal. Yep. I know in football they want the money, and it's, it's seven figures, but do the coaches want to show off the talent because of the Great portal? Question. And I think yep. that is going to be something that is going to be a very interesting battle between coach an athletic director at quote lower levels of Division One football and basketball as to how much they want to showcase their talent versus we really need the money to keep the tennis program alive. Yep. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, it's a great point, and I think there's a little, uh, you know, uh, naivety to, to that. Uh, in the, it, for the coaches' perspective, in the sense that these guys know, right? Like uh, <laughs> the players, the they players, do know. They do they, know. They know. They know uh, that the players want to be on a bigger stage, and they know that every other coach. Now, I'm not saying you know we're talking about poaching and you know uh, tampering. I guess they would call it. Oh, for goodness' right? sakes! You know what, Nate. Everybody knows that there are certain programs that are tampering. Everybody Correct. knows that. They just Correct. it's one of those nobody wants to talk about it. Like you know, what are you accusing us uh, for? Uh well that's because it's possible. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, no, right. I mean so it's just I, I don't know. There's there's just a little bit of a reality to it that look, uh you know, if you're Temple and not to pick on Temple, but and, and in fact it's a credit to Temple, right? Mm-hmm. But Temple pumps out two or three sure. really good players every sure. year. Look at Michigan's, Michigan year. State's quarterback might be Temple's old quarterback. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, look, like, that's just, that is just what some of those programs do, regardless of, you know, winning nine games or six games. Those players are still on those rosters, and the reality at a place like Penn State and Ohio State and Alabama, you name it, is they are uh, intimately aware of what's going on at all of these other programs, they know what the other, the, you know, these these places are. And so, every off season, some of those guys are gonna want to put themselves in that portal to to get some bites and see what's out there. And inevitably, a place like Penn State is going to be positioned to offer something good, something you know, something that's really attractive. Uh, to these guys, so it, it it will be a very interesting dynamic to watch. But you know, I think I think this is here to stay, and I think it kind of is what it is. Here to stay is name, image, and likeness. It is the story you know, with uh, you know some deals being made, like the M Den with the Michigan players, the the Miami. I don't know what is he uh, is he a real estate guy. I don't even know what that guy is. Uh, with 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 that roster down there, 
does and obviously game day will do a story on it right you know right out of the gate maybe they'll follow it up at some point the once the game starts once the games do start does that story fade to the background oh that's a great question i don't think so um I think the no, novel. I, I don't mean to the player because the player it's going to be a yeah. constant thing. I mean to the public. Does it fade? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I don't. I don't think so. In that, I do think that what is here to stay, or or it really hasn't even started to present itself, is more accessibility from the broader public to players. Right. Right. I. I, I think. True. My my big takeaway on this is that. The, the larger narrative misses the point. And the point uh, on the nuts and bolts level of, of NIL is that this is between two and $500 a month, a quarter, whatever you want to call it. It's a couple extra bucks for yes, guys exactly. who wouldn't have the opportunity to make it otherwise. Exactly. It is, it is Chipotle money. Uh, it is and it is there's a reality that again like just continues to be glossed over but this is this is rent for for the parents yeah. in some cases yep right i mean these these guys are doing more than just having an athletic and an academic scholarship they are uh family leaders in a lot of cases and there are there is a wide variety of socioeconomic backgrounds that these guys come from, but uh, bluntly, some of it is poor, right? Some of these guys come from n- not a whole lot and have big time, big time challenges and struggles uh, and things that that you know it, it's not just requested; it's it's needed. Um, in fact, can I add an addendum to that? You probably have had the same experience I have, and that in talking with them when you privately talk with them. That they'll get their uh, Pell Grant money, or yep. they'll get their monthly money, uh, cost of attendance, and they send it home. Yeah, I mean, people yep. don't realize. Oh, look at they're making, they're bringing. You don't know how many guys are actually sending it home and actually not keeping it themselves. Yep, and it and it and and again, uh, we might sneeze at it. Others might sneeze at it. Uh, two hundred dollars sometimes makes a world of difference, and it, it you know it, it's just it's just a, a a blanket opportunity for some of these guys. Now some of these guys won't even be interested in it. They, you know, whatever they, they want a free sandwich from Jimmy John's. You know, like that's right. that's all it is. Um, but some of these guys are going to hustle. They're gonna they're gonna do what it takes to try to monetize uh, in whatever way they can. And in you know, I, I think you kind of have to respect it in a lot of ways, right? They're, they're gonna they're gonna work and and do and try uh, to provide for their families if they have that opportunity. And and if and if it's not for their families, then even for themselves, sure. you know, just just to do that little bit extra, if it can generate a check on YouTube, right, on a podcast, yeah, right, sponsor a podcast, and all of a sudden that that sponsor is worth five hundred bucks a month. That's a ton of. I remember being twenty-one years old, right? Twenty years old, five hundred bucks a month. I'd kill for that. Are you, are you asking me to remember when I was twenty-one? <laughs> <laughs>
How Steve, dare. what does that mean in today's dollars? What's five hundred dollars now? I was back back at when I was twenty one. Yeah, uh, right. Buck ninety five. Steve, do you remember when you were... When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. Motorcycle, boat, whatever it may be. It's all like, you know, finding the best price. They'll save you money wherever they can. And it's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai, great new inventory, fabulous pre owned inventory. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. By the way, the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, August 4th. Get some information. Sign up now. Get your foursome together. Sign up now. This is for a great cause, the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We're proud to be a part of it again. Um, now, again, you should be forewarned. The suit is playing. Uh, so we will be uh, handing out uh, logoed, WKOK logoed um, helmets. No? Not true. There will be merchandise, probably. But are there helmets? I don't know. We'll find out. Well, you've seen the guy play. I have, yes. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> oh, but you, name, you may need it for me, too, so there's that. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm st- my driver's still a mystery. There's some days, I mean, there there's a stretch like two and a half, three weeks. I hit the. I was like, wow, okay. I feel like I'm. And then I came back from vacation, fell back into some bad habits again. I don't know. 
Well, I haven't been able the, to hit the course the, in a few weeks, so well, we'll see what the, happens. The, well, the day before Purdy, I'm uh, Jack and I are playing at Sunny Anna. Oh, well, you got a nice warm-up. Oh, I better be ready for the darn thing. How about that? <laughs> I mean, my goodness, I better be ready for it. Then uh, Jack and I are going to play um, Chartiers on the 31st of uh, August. So we're gonna, I mean, we got a lot going on, man. Got a lot going on. Got to make sure we're ready. So this is where Matt Bakovich, my swing coach, comes into play. He gets paid essentially in ice cream, but I'm telling you, <laughs> he's gonna be, he's gonna be my key guy. He's my go-to guy. Matt, now I still don't have my driver back. Oh, geez. I did take. I did. Well, no. I, look, it, this is a process. I mean, I, I have to get a new head for it. So I've taken my old driver from years ago. I mean, I'm talking. This driver has got to be at least 15 years old. And that's what I've been using. It's not an excuse. I'm saying at least I have one. I mean, it's no excuse. Not in the least. You hear that, Bryson DeChambeau? No. <laughs> that guy. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. See, you wonder why Colin Morikawa is so well-liked. How gracious was that yesterday? Yes, that was that was a very cool scene. He's 24 and gets it. 24 gets it. I mean, the first thing he does, he goes out and he he, he, he makes a big deal out of the amateur from from Germany. Like like this guy just you wonder why everybody likes him. The reason why everybody likes him. He's a great player, too. I mean, especially when he putts well, and that's the key. He's got to putt well. Um, but he is a tee to green guy that is very impressive. Accurate off the tee, accurate with his irons. And for him, it's how well he putts. And and he putted well enough. He putted really well. He putted really well, as a matter of fact. Right when they needed it. I mean, right when he needed it. And Spieth played well, by the way. Spieth played very well. And nobody took his six iron. Obviously, no Yankee fans were there. Nobody threw a ball at him. What? Correct. <laughs> it was one person. One person makes he can't make the entire group look bad. Now, when you're all collectively booing Santa Claus, you do look bad. 
That was like, I don't know, a handful of people. It was the virtually the whole stadium. They all joined in. You know I'm right. Whatever. You know I'm right. These are your people. You know, you're you're gonna little Luke, little Mark, gonna grow up, become like them and boo Santa Claus. <laughs> you're worried. The only thing I'll be worried about is making sure they don't cry when they see him next year. Cry? When they see Santa Claus? Well, yeah, that's a typical little kid thing that happens. What, is the suit playing Santa Claus? (laughs) Not that I know of. Well, then they won't cry. (laughs) That's not Santa Claus. That's Mr. Soup. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's the way it is. So you think they'll cry if they see Santa Claus? Oh, I hope they don't. I. It's hard to say. And plus, that we're still almost five months away now, so. Right. We got a little bit of time to get ready for that. So the Seattle Kraken will have their expansion draft picks announced. They're going to have different people making their announcements, and this is this is fun. This is this a fun story. So they're going to have making their draft announcements on Wednesday night starting at 8 o'clock. Will be Seattle Storm Guard Sue Bird, Seattle Sounders FC forward Jordan Morris, Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner, Marshawn Lynch, Mariners outfielder Kyle Lewis, former Sonics stars Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Hall of Fame coach Lenny Wilkins, who guided them to the title in 79. This is, I mean, they're going to make it fun. And I'm telling you right now, if I'm them, I know there's some money involved here. There's a little bit of risk, but I draft Carey Price, the goalie for the Montreal Canadiens. I use the Marc-Andre Fleury theory that you go with an established guy in net that can bail you out, and he'd be the first guy I'd pick. And I know they're sold out for seven years. I know that. By the way, the owner of the team, one of the owners, is Jerry Bruckheimer, the Hollywood producer. Now they're also going to have the usual frontline workers from uh, the Virginia Mason Franciscan Health Center to help announce as well. Um, 
Cami uh, Granado, who's one of their scouts, will announce. Rapper Macklemore will announce. I want to appeal, obviously, to you, Matt. And uh, oh yeah. They'll also um, the expansion draft will be a way for the new team to be quickly ingrained with the city. They're going to do it at places such as the Seattle Aquarium, Mount Rainier, the Space Needle, and yes, Pike Place Market. Now, one of the traditions they have at Pike Place Market is you throw a fish. Well, they're going to throw a fish and reveal a pick. These are your kind of people. No? That sounds like fun. I can see the paper now. Matt oh. Catrillo thinks you should you should throw a fish. <laughs> Although aren't they take aren't they taking that out of the uh, Predators playbook? Don't they throw the then they throw the fish on the ice before the Stanley Cup game in the series against the Pens? Yeah, but the um, um, the in Detroit they throw an octopus on the ice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, they do that. Well, they I think they throw a fish in in Nashville too. But right. Because it used to be that to win the Stanley Cup, you had to win eight games, two rounds. All right, because there were only six teams. So that's why the octopus ate. All right. Oh, actually, I never knew that. Okay. Well, that's why I'm here. I'm able to <laughs> that come, up makes sense. Stupid, come up with stupid stuff like that. Uh, Greg Sankey has echoed the NCAA president, Greg, uh, excuse me, Mark Emmert for potential changes in how college athletics is governed, although he did not endorse a breakaway by the five power leagues. Emmert says it's time to consider decentralizing and deregulating college sports and a shifting of traditional power structures. Sankey said it does speak to, we're going to have to administer this differently, but not necessarily by separating from the pack. The SEC's having media days in Hoover, Alabama. All right. Take a break. Wrap it up in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. If you own an RV, you know your home on wheels needs the same protection as your actual home. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. Whether you hit the road for a weekend or a few months, Purdy Insurance can cover all of your recreational vehicles. From RVs, ATVs, and side-by-sides to motorcycles and golf carts, offering you great coverage at the best price. Call Purdy Insurance at 570-286-5855 or request a quote online at purdyinsurance.com and see what we can do for you. And with a power blast, it is a nerveless, it is a faultless performance from 24-year-old Colin Morikawa. Who wins on his open debut. He was great and all class. Now goes the Olympics to represent the U.S. Now our play-by-play call the day. 
It involves the Pirates, but this time it's the other team that does something stupid. They said, go, go, go. It's a fair ball! It's a fair ball! Oh, my goodness! It's a fair ball! Do you believe this? It's still in play! Pirates score three! Oh, my gosh! We've seen it all now! We've seen it all! Taiwan Walker! There goes Rojas! He might not be the first. He just bumped the home plate umpire. We have seen it all. Walker shoveled the ball away and it was fair. And the Pirates score three. Rojas incensed. It takes the whole crew of umpires to keep him away. And some Mets coaches. You can't review it. The Pirates lead six to nothing. And Greg Brown with an outstanding job on that. But to let you know that it was a Pirates game, they lost 7-6. All right, so um, just make sure you know that. Um, Mike Conforto homered in the ninth inning. Yeah. Welcome to another year of Pirates baseball. The other team does something incredibly stupid, but overcomes it. But then again, on the Mets' end, they had to come back to not get swept by the Pirates. Oh, I know. No, no. But I think what uh, Jake Stallings, I think, um, Jacob Stallings hit, what, a grand slam in the ninth the other night to win? Correct. It was a walk-off Grand Slam. Only the 10th in Pirates history, and I believe only the 3rd at PNC Park. And and Stallings played for the Spikes. His dad's Kevin Stallings. Former Vanderbilt Pitt head coach. Kevin would come up in the booth, spend some time in the booth with me, and had a good time. That's why... That's why when Penn State played them, I was like, oh. You know, so I went back to the locker room afterward and I talked to Kevin after the game for about, I don't know, half an hour. You know. I was like, I said to him, why'd you have to take the pit job of all the jobs? I said, I can root for you all the other places. Oh, well. I'll always root for Kevin. Good guy. Not a good guy. Kevin's a great guy. Like him a lot. Loves his kids. It's great to see Jake doing so well. You know, they may have drafted. You know, see, Davis, the catcher, took six and a half, not eight, not eight and a half. Saved them two million for the spread.